Hello there, welcome to this week's Bet McLean Football Show. Joining us this week, Dean Shields, former Northern Ireland international. He's now signed for Cool Rain. And of course, they play in the quarterfinals of the Irish Cup this weekend. And it's an exciting weekend as Lauren Tech Old Boys do the same. Will the dream run continue? We are joined by their manager, Johnny Hastings. Dean, uh, Johnny. Bico, it's going to be a bit of a love-in today. Johnny's telling you, this is one of your favourite players, isn't it, Bico? I've been following Dean's career since he was a kid. I remember watching him when he was about 11 years of age because his dad, Kenny, invited me to go and see him. And in that match, um, if, you, if you know about kids' football, a lot of the kids run towards the ball all the time. With Dean, he used to run towards the space and invariably would score the goals. He was known as Dixie. Um, back in those days after Dixie Dean, the great goal scorer, and it's fantastic that he's now involved in the Irish League. A brilliant guy, he's had a fantastic career over in England and Scotland, and it's going to be a joy for Coleraine fans to watch Dean over the next few years. Uh, and how are you settling in? Good, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Obviously, um, I'm very familiar with the club, so it's not like a still familiar surrounding, so um, I'm, do- I'm really enjoying it so far. Uh, did you speak to your dad before you, you signed the dotted line? Uh, yeah, I speak to him all the time. So um, oh, he was very um, encouraging, and he 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 said sign off straight away, and um, and I'm, I'm just good to get going and, and get finally finally done and dusted. And how's your dad doing? He's doing well. Yeah, obviously um, I'm delighted for him that he's finally got a wee bit of a break now. You know, because obviously how things went for him at Derry, but I'm, I'm sure it was difficult at the end. Yeah, it was difficult at Derry. He was dealing with a lot of um, a lot of stuff off the pitch. Um, Obviously, the Josh Daniels thing, the Ryan McBride thing, and then he had his cap and walked out on him, and then he had, um, and all, all with that, he had um, two Europes and a cup. So I, I'm, I'm glad for him. He's finally to get out of there and to get a wee bit of a break for himself, you know. Good man. Um, you know, other clubs were interested in you, as they would be, of course. You went to Coleraine, you have the, the heritage and obviously the family connection and all of that. But what did Rodney McAree say to you that made you think, this is the club for me? Because there were other clubs interested. No, I was very impressed by Rodney. He's a football man, you know, and I was impressed by what he had to say regarding how he wants his team to play. And I thought, obviously, that would maybe suit how I wanted to play the game too. And Regarding the club, the club uh, sells itself for me. You know, I, I know it. I know it well. So I, it was never really of. It was always. I was always Corey, and I wanted to play for. I told Rodney that. I told Colin McHenry that straight away. So, um, although I did speak to other clubs, it was always them that I wanted to go to. Good man. Well, we get the penalty kick out of the way now, will we? Yeah. What on <laughs> What on earth happened with that penalty kick, Dean? I am told that they're looking in Mars now for that ball. I think the ground. I blame the groundsman. I think. I think. I don't know what happened. It went so high. You know, it, Jamie missed straight away before, and then we got a penalty, and I thought, I'll, I'll not miss. I know I'll not be as bad as Jamie, and I, I, I ended up being worse. <laughs> I think mine's went higher than his, but um, no. Thankfully, we won the game, and then we can put it to bed you know forget about it so whenever you got the third penalty was Owen fighting everyone and saying I'm having this um, no I know I was going to argue with Big Skinner so um, <laughs> stick it down the middle get it on target job fair, I was actually really worried about the third penalty believe it or not I th- and I was talking to the I think it was the boy Pepper or one of the Glentorn players and he says to me have you ever seen three missed in one game and I thought well, don't say that yet <laughs> I actually was a bit nervous about that one more than any so thankfully he scored and, and we, we got the job done did you always foresee, whenever you were playing in England and, and Scotland and your time at Rangers and all of that, did you, did you always foresee coming home here and, and finishing out your career here? 
I did. I always wanted to come home first and foremost. Um, obviously, with the timing, it, it's it's fitted quite well. Um, but as I said, I, I grew up going to hundreds and hundreds of Irish League games, and when I was younger, it's all I wanted to do was play in Irish League and play for Coleraine, really. And um, so, when, obviously, when I moved across, then you don't know how your career is going to pan out. But I'm I'm really delighted that it has panned out this way. And when you look at your career, for you personally. Because we can talk about your time at Rangers and playing for Northern Ireland and all of that, and how many more caps you should have had. Um, but but for you, what what was the, the the biggest point for you in your career to date? I think obviously playing for my country was my first and foremost. That's what I always dreamed of when I was younger, um, like any young lad growing up. Um, so that'll always be number one. Um, obviously, walking out at Abrox for Rangers is, is an experience that you, you can't describe it. You know what I mean? It's something that. Um, that I'll always cherish and obviously winning an old firm, playing a, an old firm and winning one was, was, a, was another highlight but I've had lots of different memories. Winning the cup at Kilmarnock was a great day, um, we had such a, um, we were playing a brilliant Celtic team at that time, they had Winyama, Brown, they had Hooper, they, they had went 27 games, I think they had won 24 and drew 3 in 27, going into that cup final with Kelly and um, no one really gives us a hope, so to win that, that was another special moment for me and my family with my dad being manager as well. What's it like then playing in an old firm match? Explain the, the craziness of it all to us. Yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a surreal experience. Obviously, the, the one I'm, that I played in was at Hamden, and it was a set cup semi, uh, Scottish Cup semi-final, so um, there was a lot at stake. and um, Obviously, you get the hype and the build-up leading up to the game, because... Um, that comes with every old firm, so you have to try and obviously put that out of your mind and focus on, on the job at hand. But um, I knew pretty early at the start of the week that it would be starting, so um, it's all you think about all week. And then when the game does come, then the the best thing that happens is the is the is the kick off because then everything's put to bed and you can just concentrate on the game. And and I think there's, you only remember experiences like that when you when you win. So thankfully that day we we did win. And playing for your dad, Kenny, like Kenny's one of the great characters of Northern Ireland football. What was it like playing for him at Kilmarnock and actually doing so well? Yeah, it was great. Obviously, we had a great year that year at Kelly. Um, played some brilliant football. I think we beat the old firm three times that year. Um, I think we beat Rangers twice and, and Celtic. And um, it, was, it was great. We played a brilliant brand of football. It was one of the most enjoyable seasons I've had. Um, played great football, went and expressed ourselves. And... And, um, and ended up with a trophy at the end of the year. I've always been really intrigued about the relationship you have with your dad whenever he's the boss in the football club and then the relationship you have with him off the pitch. Yeah, well, my dad's an intense guy. Anyone who works with him will tell you that. All he, he, he gets up at five in the morning every day and, and all he wants to do is, is concentrate on football. When he's in a job, he gives everything to that job. His heart and soul goes into it. And... Um, but uh, when he is at home with his grandchildren, or he's a completely different character, he's more relaxed, he's got a good sense of humour, and um, a lot of people don't see that side of him, you know what I mean? Especially people that work with him as players and his staff. But, but what's it like for you whenever he's, he's giving you a telling off for maybe not following instruction on the pitch or whatever, and then after the game and after you've, you've, you've left the stadium? Giving me a telling off for not doing the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, it's the same type of telling off I get in the home and on the pitch, but no, obviously it's you have to be professional. Um, I actually worked for him with Northern Ireland under 17s. He was Northern Ireland under 17 manager when Steve Davis and all, all those players we had a good group, and that sort of helped me when I went to Kilmarnock because I'd worked with him 
previously and it was a different environment um, but it helped me and then obviously going on to do it we won the League Cup together at Kilmarnock and then the League Cup together at, at Derry so it was quite good. And just finally in that when your old man's picking the team does that not give a little bit of um, banter amongst the lads? Yeah it does obviously um, especially at Kilmarnock we had good banter with it but I think there's added pressure when your dad's a manager. I think that's obvious. I think you get a lot of um, a lot of coaches who are coaching young kids find it difficult because they're, they're, they're kids in the team. I think that happens quite a lot in Northern Ireland where the coach is, the, is the, one of the kids' players and there has to be, a, um, a, a, a obviously, have no signs of favouritism and that. And then when it comes to a professional environment, then it, it gets even more highlighted. So I think it's you have to sort of focus on... On, on your own game rather than um, worrying about who's in the touchline because you're trying your best anyway when you're out there whether your dad's a manager or, or someone you don't like a manager. How do you reflect then on your Northern Ireland career? You won 14 caps. I thought it was shamefully low number given your talent and your ability. You scored one goal for Northern Ireland. I remember it. it's down at this side here. It was a brilliant goal. Um, but how do you look back on that time as an international? It was it was just to be part of that group that core. Um, it, it was a, 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 it's one of my highlights. Obviously, as I said, playing for your country, there's no better honour. And it was a, it was actually a brilliant bunch of lads to be around. Um, the atmosphere, the team spirit, Gillespie, Bahili, um Davis, Evans, like these are proper men. Garth McCauley. There was a brilliant team spirit. I remember going in as a young lad. I went in at 19 and. Um, they welcomed me in and it was just you, you didn't get that at your club in England or Scotland that spirit of all being from the same country and that was the first thing that I noticed when I went into the squad it was there was a great spirit amongst the group great um, great to be around and the hard work and ethic I think you see a lot of performances at Windsor it was just pure hard work and graft that got results done and and then I think as, as soon as we got better players Michael come in we started to pass the ball a bit more and and you've seen with players like Johnny Evans, Steve Davis, Kyle Lafferty. I think it was, it was a great experience to be a part of it. Obviously, there were some good times too and some bad times. Travelling here, there and everywhere, not getting on. Those are frustrating times. But you would go anywhere for your country just to, the chance of getting on and getting our cap. You played basically all of your life with Stephen Davis. Stephen Davis, to me, is one of Northern Ireland's greatest ever footballers. Could you see... Dean, even whenever you were a kid playing alongside Dave, how good he would become? I think Steve sort of stood out straight away. Um, obviously, growing up with Steve, he was born 1st of January and I was born 1st of February. And we, we played together from, we went in the tournament under 11s for Northern Ireland. And um, we obviously still stay in touch. He's a, he's a great lad. And from a young age, he always had great technique, great awareness. He had a, he's got a great engine fitness he can get box to box and he's, he's going on to have an unbelievable career but um, I think he doesn't get enough credit um, obviously we appreciate him in Northern Ireland but outside Northern Ireland England like he, when he played for Southampton he was one of the best players playing at such a high level for so many years he broke through at Villa and I think he got player of the year at Villa under David O'Leary and he's played at that level for such a consistently long period of time which is very hard to do and yeah to answer your question he's been he's, he was always a standard he was always exceptional from a very young age back to Corey and then 
um, what's Rodney's aspiration to this part of the season? Obviously the Cup is a big focus. Yeah, I think we want to end the season on a high. There's been a bit of a big change over. He brought in seven players, so it's taken us a while to all get together. Um, we've actually got a big squad, so he's, he's still trying to find his best formation, best team. But um, I think you'll find the best, Rodney's best team will be maybe next year. But this year we've still got a lot to play for. We've got the Cup and we've got the Europe, and, and there are two targets that we, we want to be setting. That's Cup weekend. We're all very excited. Um and more so than this gentleman here, who has been on a phenomenal run. Can you just put into words, Johnny, what's the, what the crack is with the club? And um, are you enjoying the moment? Or are you dreading this weekend? What's no, the crack? Definitely not dreading it. We're embracing it. Um, said to the players after the game on Saturday, make the most of this week because it's an experience that we most of us haven't had before. A couple of the guys in the squad have, have, have got there. Christopher Keenan's won the, won the Irish Cup. Paul Hardy's around the club. He's won Cup Finals. But most of the boys have never experienced it. And like that's myself included. So we're embracing it. We're enjoying it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, put, just, just give us a, a bit of a, a talk through the run that you've been on to get to this stage. I mean, it's quarterfinal weekend. Yeah. We've played quite a number of games to get to where we are. Because um, it starts so much earlier for you boys. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, it ends up with a backlog of league games for us, which is which is our main focus this year. We're not using this is far from a distraction. This is something that we're using as a focus to, to push on in the league as well. But um, we probably I, I think it started at the end start of September maybe um, where we where we played St Luke's um, and we we played teams from various different leagues to, to get where we are. The highlights obviously being Limavady away and then Straban at home in the last round. So. We're really looking forward to this one. Absolutely. Obviously, Cup Weekend brings with it um, a different anticipation and something that you're really looking forward to. But just concentrate on the league at the minute and you boys are going for promotion. It's been our focus all year. Uh, last two seasons, we finished third. We need to get promoted. We, we want to be in the top tier of the amateur league. Um, it's been our focus from, from day one. Um, but listen, we have a challenge in our hands because we're, we're um, 16 points behind, I think, the league leaders with seven games in hand. So they have points on the board. It's crazy, isn't it? The, the, Backlog of games, yeah, right? yeah. Seven <laughs> games in hand. Yeah, I know. Something like that, yeah. So, uh, but there's other teams there, you know, Orangefield, Cumbers pushing us as well. So there's... But it is our focus, really. So is this the, the best time for Johnny and the boys at Lauren Tech Old Boys to be playing Warren Point? I think um, it could be a lot tighter than people think. War, uh, you've been a big fan of Warren. You've been yeah. at Warren Point more times than enough this season yeah. watching them play. I, I like the way Warren Point play. I think they've got very, very talented players. I think in, um, uh, people like Philip Donnelly and um, Alan O'Sullivan, uh, Francis McCaffrey, Simon Kelly, Eamon Skinnell, there's loads of talent at that club, although... They have injury problems now, so it could be good for you, Johnny, to be playing them. And I think, although Steve McDonald is not a man to take his eye off the ball in any game whatsoever, I just wonder if recently the players have been thinking about this Irish Cup tie. Because it's a huge opportunity for Larntag Old Boys, obviously, but it's massive for Warren Point as well, Pete. This is the furthest they've been in the competition. For them to get into the semi-finals of the Irish Cup is dreamland. You know, how do you see it panning out? Johnny, like, have you any special tactics going into the match? We're massive underdogs. I'm fully aware of that. I'm, I'm fully aware that it's a Premiership club and how good Warren Point are. I've watched them uh, twice now. I'll go and watch them again um, before it. They're very, very, very good going forward. Um, like to play expansive football and they like to play high and wide. So we're under no illusions as to how tough it's going to be. But what I will say to you is that there's no point in us going down there and not giving it a go. 
you know, we, we will give it a go. Um, if we get beat five, we get beat five. So what? We're in the quarterfinals of the Irish Cup. We have to give ourselves a chance. And you've got big name support as well, because I know you're very friendly with um, Gareth McCauley and Johnny Steele, who have pl- played for Northern Ireland. So that must be a boost for you. Two local Lauren lads. Everybody in Lauren knows everybody. So, uh, yeah, I'm actually um, over to Glasgow tomorrow. So I'll hopefully get a chance to say hello to Gareth tomorrow. But, yeah, um, messages from those guys... Um, wishing me luck, you know, at, at every round. I was actually speaking to Johnny on, on Saturday night. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's good to have that support. What will you tell your players before Saturday to settle them down so the occasion doesn't get the better of them? Uh, just do it. We're going to do everything as normally as w- what we can. We'll go for breakfast, we'll get on the bus, we'll go out. But what I will tell them is it's a one, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for some of them. Go out and make the most of it. What's your relationship like with Larne Football Club? Because everyone has been talking about them um, this season. There's the Kenny Bruce factor. They're going to be in the Premiership next yeah. season. So what's the relationship like between the clubs? It's a very good relationship now. I wouldn't have said that there was a very close relationship previously, but everybody in the town's fully behind Larne FC at the minute. Um, I actually coach at Larne Youth. Um, Dean's talking there about parents taking the, the kids' teams. I, I take my, my, my lads' team. Um, we've recently returned back there, so I'm involved with Larne as well to a certain extent. Um, but yeah, the relationship's good. And John Devine's son, John Devine, ex-Glantorn and Coleraine, great footballer, brilliant man. His son plays for you as well? Matthew plays for us, centre-half, same mould as his dad. Uh, great kid, uh, big, robust centre-half, doesn't miss an awful lot. So Matthew's really looking forward to Saturday as well. And you're going to be taking a lot of fans down to Warren Point, Johnny, as well, I'm told. We have, I believe, four or five buses already, so... Uh, We'll have it 250 at least going down, yeah. And they'll be loud if they're from Larne. Mark Dobbin will be in the middle of them, Pete, as you oh, all know. Oh, a good friend of mine's been playing the tunes <laughs> beside the pitch for you, hasn't he? Mark will be in the middle of it all, keeping them all going. So, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. This is the Bet McLean Football Show from Cool FM. Before we get on to this week's predictions, uh, we're recording this before uh, the midweek fixtures in the Dancing Bank Premiership. So, looking at last weekend, and David Jeffrey was, uh, for want of a better word, um, slightly annoyed by the referee last weekend. He was fuming that his side didn't get a penalty, Pete, and he had every right to be fuming because having seen the highlights, it certainly looked handball to me, and he should have been given a penalty. Having said that, you know, you've got to give credit to Linfield. They've won the League Cup, they beat Ballymena 1-0 on that, and then they had a massive league game, the top two facing each other, and Linfield came up trumps again. Their defence has been phenomenal this season and we have to pay tribute to Jimmy Callagher who has been immense. Also Josh Robinson scored the winning goal here for Linfield against Ballymena on Saturday and boy has he come to the party recently too. I think Linfield look like champions right now Pete. Uh, I just don't see anyone stopping them and you've got to give credit to David Healy. What a phenomenal job he has done after the nightmare of last season. And we looked at the bottom of the table and um, what a weekend it was for Warren Feeney and for Arts Football Club uh, and what a game for him to come in. And, uh, I mean, they couldn't score goals and now... Pete, the strikers before Fino couldn't finish their dinner. All of a sudden, they've scored three goals. Like, there's people in Ards who haven't seen that for years, you know. So, I have to say, I did feel for Colin Nixon. He showed a lot of loyalty to Ards whenever Glenn Torn came in for him last season. And I think 
Colin will be very upset at how it all ended. But the new man is in. Warren Feeney is full of personality. He's a dynamic character, as you will know, Dean, from playing with him. And he has got a tune out of those guys straight away. Beating Yuri 3-1 in his first match. What a phenomenal start. Now they have to build on that. But what about Fino as a manager? Dean, you know him. Well, I know him, I know him well, yeah. He's got, he's got a, that bright, big, bubbly personality. Anyone who speaks to him knows what he's like. So you can see him going in there straight away and just being infectious straight away, galvanising the players straight away. I think it's, as you can see, it's straight off the a flying start. And I think that's that's his type of personality. He will get them buzzing. He will get them fired up for each game. And I think it's a good appointment by Arch. Yeah, absolutely. A great appointment by Arch. But the thing about it is, he, he obviously doesn't shy away from a challenge because he's got a challenge on his hands. Exactly. No, I know from speaking to him, he was keen to move back home. And um, he's had the opportunity in Arch the Ards thing came up for him and as you said he might have shied away from it because it is a, it is a big challenge but I think he'll meet that face on and, and, and do well there. Another key factor on Ards by the way Pete, Warren Feeney bringing Lee Feeney in. I thought that was a clever move, I really did because um, Lee... Well he knows the league. And his football knowledge is sometimes underestimated because he was that type of maverick footballer on the pitch but Lee Feeney knows football so it's going to be a good double act that. All right, let's get to uh, the uh, the weekend. And before we get to the cup, we've got one uh, one game in the Dansgarry Premiership in Glenavon um, at home to Cliftonville. Um, will Gary Hamilton play this weekend? Every chance. He came off the bench against Crusaders um, in Glenavon's last match. I was at that match. Very, very impressed by Glenavon in the second half. Josh Daniels scored a wonder goal on his birthday. So um, it was a happy birthday for Josh. Cliftonville, I've also watched them since Paddy McLaughlin took over. And Pete, he is going to play the same way as he played at Institute. All pass and move football, and it's going to suit those players. They seem to be enjoying their football again. In terms of a prediction, I think that's a really close one to call. But I'll guarantee one thing, it'll be entertaining. I'm going to go 2-2. Johnny, you mentioned you've watched Warren Point a couple of times. Have you been watching the other teams around the Premiership? So... What do you make of this uh, this fixture? I don't weekend? get too many chances to watch the teams because I'm obviously involved on a Saturday, but I, I watch as much as I can. I watch the shows every week. Um, I agree with Stephen. I, I two two for me in that one. Yeah, Dean. Well, I can't go two two, can I? No, I'll go. That's <laughs> right, because he sits in the. I'll go two nil Glenavon. Glenavon win for that one for me. All right. Okay. Excellent. Quarter final of the Irish Cup. It's an exciting weekend, isn't it? Ah, oh, it's brilliant, and in many ways, it's refreshing because. Much as you'd like to see Linfield and Glentorn in it, they're not, and it gives other teams a golden opportunity. Like Larn Tech, like Larn, like Balna Mallard, it's, it's going to be brilliant for them, and um, I'm really excited about this weekend. Okay, Larn versus Coleraine. And um, I tell you what, uh, Inver Park will be rocking, I am sure, on Saturday. I don't know what the update is in the stand. I believe they've got that finished. Yeah, finished. So they're going to be giving out 400 other tickets to Korean fans, and the Korean fans will travel there in huge numbers. What do you think, Dean? Yeah, we're looking forward to it. As you said, the town got uh, some lift from winning the cup last year. So obviously, being the holders, we're not wanting to give that cup up lately. Yeah, I tell, what, what, what do you make of what's happening at Larne or... Or, or what do you think of the, their squad and their team? I mean, it's not like you're going down to play um, a, a team that's in the middle of the league, let's say, in the championship. I mean, yes. They're right now. No, I know. Obviously, it's you're going to, there's a premiership team, so you've got to show them why you're the premiership team. Larns spent loads of money. I think it's brilliant for Irish League football. I think it's great what they're doing down there. Um, but obviously, they're playing against lower opposition every week. And 
I, I've been there myself with Rangers playing in the lower leagues and it happened to us we were playing against Alawa maybe Albion Rovers these teams on the league and then we were drawn against Dundee United Premiership teams in the cup and it is hard to try and lift the tempo because the tempo will be faster so we got to try and play at a high tempo and it's something that Larn aren't used to week in week out. Pico, how do you see it going? Pete, I change my mind about this fixture every day. I really do. If you'd asked me last week, I'd have said Larn. This week on the back of Coleraine beating the Glens, I'm edging towards Coleraine. As long as they don't get any penalties, they should be all right. But it's going to be a brilliant game. I think it's, it is the toughest game to call all weekend. Larn have been sensational in the championship, and I can't wait to see what they do whenever they're in the top flight. But Korean, there's so many players that are still at the football club that experienced winning the final last season that they will be desperate to get back here to Windsor Park to play in the final. And Stephen O'Donnell's back, isn't he? Yeah. Defensively, I think that's huge because um, I think they've been weak at the back without O'Donnell. He gives them um, a measure of control back there. I'm not just saying it because he's sitting here. I'd say it if he wasn't, but I think Dean's going to be very important in this game because he's the guy that um, can get in between the lines and make things happen. I've talked as well about Jamie Dlacken and Ben Doherty, the big influence that they've had. And listen, in many ways, I think it's a game tailor-made for Rowan Bradley. I don't know if he's going to start, but he's the type of guy that's just going to relish that type of atmosphere. The atmosphere in Larne is going to be pumping. You know what it's like. Johnny at Inver Park, and it's going to be a full house. I'm going to go 2-1 to Coleraine, but it would not surprise me if Jeff Hughes, Marty Donnelly, came up with a winning goal themselves, but I'll go with 2-1 to Coleraine. Right, Johnny. Come on, Johnny, now you're learning allegiances now. I have to be careful because Big Winky will hit me a crack around the ear if I don't. If I don't. I'm going to sit in the fence. I'm going to go one each in full time, learn the edge after that. Okay, and it's played to a finish, of course, this weekend as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Crusaders at home to Ballymena. All season, Pete, you know, I've said that Crusaders would win the Irish Cup, and I can't really change now, although I've been really impressed by what Ballymena have done, and they're not going to win the title now, Ballymena, so this is their only chance of silverware, but I've got to go for Crusaders. The problem for Crusaders, I think, in the last few weeks has been no Paul Heatley. You know, and Jordan Owens hasn't been playing either. Those two guys are so crucial. So if those two aren't in the team sheet on Saturday, Balamina will um, uh, be thinking this is our big opportunity. But since I've stuck with the Crews all along, I'm going to go for them to win um, 2-1 to the Crews. Dean? Um, Without Heatley and Owens, I think it helps Balamina. I'm going to go 3-1 Balamina. Wow. After last weekend, David Jeffrey would be very happy with that. Yeah. Um, uh, what about yourself, Johnny? 2 0 Crusaders, hard to beat. They're a strong team. They're a big, strong, physical team. Uh, 2 0 Crusaders for me. Two-nil Crusaders, okay. Excellent stuff. The Swiss at home to Ballin Mallard. That should be an interesting tie. It will be. Um, Chris Lindsay, as we've talked before, has um, been superb as manager of Dungannon. He's up against a really good friend of mine, Harry McConkey. Um, we used to play in the same team together at Lisbelaw United all those years ago in the Fermanagh Western and Harry will have his side well drilled. It's a monumental day for both clubs because Dungannon to get into the semi-finals is not something that happens every day of the week for them. I think Dungannon's quality up front will just see them edge home but Ballamallard will give them a right game. Um, 
3-2 Dungannon. Could be a few goals in that one, Pete. Johnny? Speaking to Harry last week, he's looking forward to it as well. I, I don't think it'll be as easy for Dungannon as people think. It's just a journey to Balna Mallard in itself, so I'm going to go 2-1 Balna Mallard. Okay, Dean? Uh, obviously, I know Harry as well. Myself, I've um, known him for a long time, so I'm delighted he's, he's done well there, and I would like to see them go through, but I just think Dungannon might be too strong over the distance, so I'll go 2-0. Two 0 Dungannon. Okay, the biggie of the weekend. Warren Point at home to Lauren Tech Old Boys. Yes, um, <laughs> it's the big one. <laughs> Johnny, let's go on. And what's your prediction? <laughs> I'll take anything. Uh, one 0 Maguire, ninety third minute. Well, Maguire knows how to score goals. That's for sure. You know, um, uh, he scored goals basically at every level. How many has he got this season for you? Hit forty second on Saturday. Forty two goals. Yeah. So he'll go in with confidence. Have you have you found it tough to keep him? <laughs> no. no, he loves it. He loves the club. He loves what we're doing. So no, no, he's alright. It's the twilight end of his career anyway. So <laughs> if Warren Point turn up, Warren Point win the game. If Lauren Tech Old Boys start well and get a real foothold in the match in the first twenty minutes, I think it becomes a dangerous match for Warren Point. Um, it's, it's the aim of the game for you just to stop them from scoring early doors. Yeah, we we'll have to keep it tight. Well, yeah. We have to keep ourselves in the game for as long as we can. Um, can we score? Yeah, of course we can score, but we're not underestimating it. Keep it tight, see what we can do. 2-1, one, one point. Oh, that's terrible. All right. <laughs> so you've got no faith in Johnny whatsoever. Listen, I respect Johnny as a manager, but Johnny's team plays in the amateur league. They're playing against a top-flight team. If Warren Point turn up as they are capable of doing, they win the football match. Right, Dean, let's see how terrible you are. Go ahead there. Uh, because Johnny's here, I'm going to go for Larn Tech to win in penalties. Goodness me. So we've got Larn Tech going through and we've got Ballon Mallard going through. That's going to be some cup quarter final weekend. Uh, I will, it really will be. Um, there you go, lads. Thank you very much for coming on. I've really enjoyed the chat. We speak to you, speak to you all day, mate. But listen, we're delighted you're in the Irish League. Really wish you all the success at Corey and we hope it goes really well for you and you enjoy a cup run. And Johnny, same for yourself. I mean, um, love may the dream continue. Uh, that's it for this week. Thank you very much, Thanks, Biko. Always a pleasure. Uh, thank you very much for watching, and we'll see you next week. Enjoy your weekend's football.